Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is Brendan Escott and Cam Moon with you here this fine Tuesday, which a typical one would feature Frank Saravalli, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. The last day of thoroughbred racing for this season is this Friday, September 1st. More info available at thehorses.com. Unfortunately, a bit of an emergency right now on Frank's end, so we're going to open it up. We're, we've got a couple lines in the water. If we get a nibble, we will answer the phone. But in the meantime, uh, I guess it's you and me and, and Cam Moon here talking Oilers, talking PTOs. It's not a whole heck of a lot else to talk about. Not a whole heck of a lot of money to spend. Not many roster spots available. Well, no. actually... There's like eight roster spots available. I think. How many contracts can you have? Fifty. You can have fifty. However, nobody can afford fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the NHL roster, let's be honest. The most likely scenario is twenty-one players, given the cap constraints. So that's um, that's where that sits at. We got going over there. Anything good? Uh, no. No. Mark in St. Albert oh. says that uh, he thinks that Sutter might be able to fill the spot left by Bugstad. Similar performance in the face-off circle and a better shooting percentage. The only downside is his age and potentially long COVID symptoms. He could prove very useful if everything works out for him. Mark in St. Albert. What I love about Sutter is the financial expectations at this stage in his career. Yep. He doesn't care about that, right? He wants to win a Stanley Cup. He wants to be close to his family which he is if he signs on in Edmonton and and um, it could be a very on a very nice feel-good story and for Sam Gagne you're looking at the same thing they're not both going to make the team it's going to be one or the other I'm sure um, you know we'll, we'll see how it pans out yeah. I don't know because Gagne he had uh, 48 games with Winnipeg last year and apparently all the reports about his leadership were how invaluable it was to the Jets dressing room so makes a lot of sense for Edmonton to have him around as we've seen recently them try and prioritize that with the likes of Duncan Keith and bringing in Matthias Ekholm for both the on ice and off ice elements that he brings I can see a fit for them both, but I don't know that they're going to bring them both on. Yeah, I, I would think the l- more likely is, is one or the other. I would say, just as you had touched on, that both players bring a lot when it comes to that mentorship for young players, for leadership, for being a good guy in the room. They would both fall into that category in a, in a big, big way that I don't think should be discounted because I think that's an important part. It'll so I think that that saws off on both sides of the equation. It'll be through the preseason which one can bring the most on the ice, which will ultimately decide how it goes. But yeah, the, the, and their skill sets are a little different, wouldn't you say, mm-hmm. between Gagne and Sutter? A little bit different for the skill sets. Yeah, I think. Uh, so, I mean, Sutter's six three one ninety. Gagne yeah. is five eleven uh, one ninety five. So. You know, if you're just looking at the frame, who do you want to go against in the corner? 
780-496-0063. Bill, echoing that sentiment, he says, I think Sutter has a better chance based on size. Uh, Dan's laughing at himself because uh, Uh. (laughs) he's remembering remembering the Sam uh, Sam Gagne when he got hit in the face by the puck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, Oh, my goodness. That picture is absolutely horrendous that this that Dan has texted in. Yeah. Yeah, that I remember that one. That was tough. Landon says, guys, I'm going to beat the dead horse here. Oh. Why are we not bringing the Ritchie brothers in? Well, okay, we'll throw this out there because another texter is saying, hey, why don't you guys, Steve, Steve from Drum okay. has said, why don't we chat about where the Oilers' toughness is going to come from this year? Could it hmm. be a Ritchie brother? At some point, whoever it is, as we know, we, we we cannot state this enough. There's no money for more than league minimum unless you want to take away from the space that you potentially would have at the trade deadline. I don't know how it works, but when you're not in um, LTIR, you have more cap space later on in the season. I don't know why, but that's what Hart Levine tells us, and I think he's pretty smart. So your $1.1 million now is $1.7 million at the trade deadline, and this is where you have to decide. Yeah, you can have an upgrade on Lane Peterson if you'd like to right now in the bottom of your lineup, sure. But that doesn't leave you with any room to negotiate. Then you're dollar in, dollar out at the trade deadline. Exactly. Yeah, I thought Hart did a really good job of, of breaking that down for us last week. So that that's... And, and who knows? Like, we don't know what has gone on as far as talks go. Maybe there was no no interest from the other side. Who knows? I, it, I'm just throwing that out there because you don't know what sort of discussions have been had. But yeah, yeah. Uh, You'd love to have a little toughness coming in, of yep. course, with the exit of Clem Costin. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. There's toughness available, and uh, yeah, I, I I have a hard time believing they're going to be okay with just the group that they have providing toughness via the power play and uh, you know willingness to engage the teams that are getting beyond that sort of team the teams that are roughing up that sort of team they have at least a Keegan Colasar somebody that can really be in the guts of the game that doesn't need to um, that isn't a 30 for 5 goal scorer like Evander Kane as we've said I don't know if that's a Richie brother. We've seen that they can do the job. And if it is going to be a Richie brother, I don't know that it's going to happen before the season. That might be an in-season sort of thing if there's an injury or, or some wiggle room needed. Um, here's an interesting thought. What What is the most successful PTO that you remember? Oh. There's uh, this isn't new. I mean, you go back a couple of years. I, I just brought up a Reddit forum. Lee Stempniak earned himself a huge contract off of one of these. Thomas Fleischman, remember that name? Um, yeah, Lucas Spiza apparently got the most expensive contract ever rewarded from a PTO in NHL history. Uh, Chase on for me because we got to see what yep. he did coming in in a PTO and then scoring 20 in Edmonton. That would be the one that I have the most direct relation to. But if there's something that piques your, your memory, 780-496-0063. We've got Brian here on the phone line. Brian, what's going on? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're doing really well. Appreciate you calling in. 
Yeah, um, I was just going to say, was off the top, the t- team toughness thing, um, I, I'm not concerned at all. I think the team is going to look different uh, before the playoffs. Um, you know, I, assuming they're going to make playoffs, I don't think that that should be a problem. But uh, I, I I can't see this actual lineup going into the playoffs. There's definitely got to be a, an added an added player that's going to be that's going to be tough. Obviously, um, the other thing I was going to say is Gagne and Sutter are two very different players, in my opinion. I, I, okay, here's a question for you: Who has the Oilers record for the most points in one game? I mean, I would assume Wayne Gretzky with like eight. Yeah, Gagne had an eight. Oh, of course Gagne had yeah. an eight. It was like 2012. Gagne, Gagne, Gagne is a, an older guy, obviously, but he's going he's gonna to help, I think, even on the power play, maybe on the second unit. And he's, got, he's, he's, he's an offensive gifted player still at his age, uh, obviously older. Brandon uh, Sutter, I mean, obviously penalty kill guy, good in the faceoff, so... I, I I could even possibly see them both playing here. Well, I guess it's a matter of they're not both going to be in the NHL at the same time. So if, if one of them or both of them yeah. is excited or uh, willing to take the AHL route for half the season, then by all means, if you're happy to continue being a pro hockey player, then by all means. But if you don't like the idea of riding the bus down in, in the minor pros like that, then uh, I don't know. Maybe you're looking for an opportunity elsewhere. Um, second unit power play, uh, it doesn't really exist on this team. So while you know you like the uh, the idea that he can bring that element to this team, there's they're at a point now where they've got such a deep top six that you're looking at that as your top power play unit. I would say you that Sam Gagne is not even considered right, and it's not it's not a situation in Edmonton where one group plays one minute and then they swap sub out for the other group for a different look. This group plays a minute and forty five seconds, and then you get whatever line is going to come out next. That's kind of it. The uh, I looked up the most points one game. You you were right, Wayne Gretzky twice. Uh, Sam Gagne once, Paul Coffey once, all with eight points. Wow. Imagine an eight-point game from a defenseman. (laughs) Yeah. Remarkable stuff. Nils, you're on the line. How's it going today? Hey, uh, I'm not here to uh, uh, argue about Darnell Nurse's contract, but I was just wondering, is there a precedent of uh, any players uh, whose salary handicaps the team? of possibly reworking their contract in order to uh, help the team have a little more cap space? Uh, not. And, and I, I mean, I don't, and that all depends on if he's willing to do it, but has that ever happened, deep to your knowledge? Not in the NHL. I think that's something that you, you hear about con- contracts, excuse me, being restructured in um, you know professional football, uh, but there's things like guaranteed money to work around in that situation where the NHL doesn't have those sorts of things. I, I think it's a little more linear in, in the way the NHL does their thing and that, you know, you sign your contract and this is what it's going to be because this is what the AAV is. Uh, you know, for that duration i've never seen it done i i don't imagine that it's permissible and um frankly 
you know, I, I get the frustration and the consternation with with nurses' contract, but there's going to be a time when the salary cap isn't eighty three and a half million dollars, and it's not as big of a deal. And that time is going to be in like two years. And Darnell Nurse is signed through twenty thirty. So at some point, even though it's taking up a larger percentage than you would like it to right now, based on the production in the last year or so. Um, this contract is going to carry more value as it ages, just like we've seen um, with with Leon Dreisaitl. I really believe that because it, of the way the cap's going to grow. Yeah, it'll 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 look a little better at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. Is he one of your top defensemen? Yes. So I know there's always that. Uh, yeah, everybody sees the the dollar value and and what it takes up in the uh, in the salary cap. I understand that. I understand that. But he's a big part of the team, and I understand that too. I just of everybody that got paid, you know, in that same swing. Yes, Zach Zach Wierenski, I don't know that he's played a game since he got paid the exact same thing. Charlie McAvoy uh, spent a little bit of last season hurt. He's a productive player without a doubt. He's he wouldn't have played in Edmonton. So if you think that you could have gone apples to apples and traded Darnell Nurse and got Charlie McAvoy, I don't think you're getting that American player to play up here. Uh, and and you know it. Everybody is is the precedent is set by other players signing. Evan Bouchard makes three. $3.9 million a year now because Bowen Byram makes 3.75 and because Keandre Miller makes four, whatever yeah. it is. And, and didn't because Seth no, Jones it, sign his deal right about the same time? Oh my goodness, Seth right? Jones, exactly. That's I think that was like right right that, in that same time and period. And that's, you know, $10 million. That's, yeah. That is probably the worst contract in the NHL right now, if you wanted to break it down to superlatives. It's it's a conversation that doesn't end in this market. I get it. If he produced 70 points a season and and never got scored on, never threw a pizza up the middle, I think that's probably what it would take for people to cleanse themselves of this disdain for Darnell Nurse. But you got to remember, Zach Wierenski's not pulling guys out of the pile. Charlie McAvoy is not 6'4", 225. Um, you know, there's it's it's a different element to the game, and the bottom line is he has been here every step of the way with Connor, Leon, Nuge, etc. He's a part of the fiber yes. here, and you don't turn away from that when you're a season or two away from from theoretically achieving the pinnacle. Exactly, and you, the first thing you'd be doing if you didn't have him here, would be looking for a player just like him, trying to replace <laughs> him with a ten million dollar defenseman, and. Yeah. That, that's what I'm sitting here saying yeah. is that, you know, each team has a version of Darnell Nurse and not a single one of them is perfect. Not a single one of them. The people no. in Boston are looking at Charlie McAvoy and saying, stay healthy and get a little angrier. Love the way you hit. Love your offense. Everybody is going to be able to comb through it. But again, I would like to see him assume more of a defensively stable role in order to supplement what I think Evan Bouchard could do or whomever he's playing with. That's what I think. Yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, we've got a guest for 105. <laughs> Who are we talking to? we got the one and only Pete Vandermeer. Pete? Van- Not Jim Vandermeer. No, no. no. Pete Vandermeer. Pete and Vandermeer. Let me tell you what an amazing... I can't wait to hear him tell us about it, but an amazing story of, of uh, sticking to it 
and eventually climbing the mountain. Played minor pro forever after playing in the WHL from Carolina, Alberta. And eventually, eventually getting into a couple of NHL games. And uh, Pete has stories for days, and we will be able to tap into that as well. He is also uh, running a charity golf tournament uh, for mental health awareness uh, that's coming up on September 14th, so we can ask him about that. But he is, uh, he, th- if Pete Vandermeer was ever to write a book, I would be picking that up in a heartbeat of the tales of making his way. And I remember when he got called up and got that first NHL game, and it was, you know, it was big news because he had, you know, played minor pro for as long as he did. And and if you look at his hockey DB page, you'll see the different places. I mean and the different leagues that he was in to finally get there. I, I think it's a great story, and he's a good storyteller. All right, we'll learn about the travels yeah. of Pete Vandermeer after the 1 o'clock news. David, uh, yeah, let's get to your call right now here. We're not waiting on anybody. No. David, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? Well, we're doing excellent. We're hanging in there. We've, we've nailed down a guest, even though some things were in flux. So <laughs> i got a big smile on here in the studio. <laughs> ah, it's all about being versatile. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. you got to roll with the punches. <laughs> 100%. I'm here to say that, and I've said this all along, I watched Darnell play against the U of A boys when uh, Connor and, and Leon were there. And those three, they totally stood out to me, and I knew nothing of them, really. But Darnell is a guy, if I was playing road hockey and he was in my neighborhood, I would take him first every time. He, he, <laughs> he is misreliable. He, is, he, he makes mistakes like everybody else, but if you want somebody to get your back, and you, you exactly said this, other teams have guys similar to him, but that guy's a character player, Matt, and that is hard to find. His money, you used to pay Cassian 3 mil or 3.2 or whatever. Well, if we need him to do something, he'll do it. They hold him back at times by saying, please don't do that. But he would do more if he it's his natural thing. He just fights for his team and that guy's gonna win you the cup here. And if you let that guy go, you always tend to miss what you already have, right? You don't realize how good you had it until that guy's gone. But he's uh that guy's a solid player. Uh he's not supposed to put all the points up. That's not his game. So. Well, and I wonder what people expect of him at this point. Is is it to be a guy that does put up 50, 60 points every year and fights and plays 20 minutes a night and is a lockdown defender that doesn't make mistakes? That doesn't happen because when it does, that player's in the Hall of Fame at the end of their career. That just, it's, you know, it's it's a lot of expectation. Now, I think if they could could work the, the mental mistakes or the, the turnovers in his own zone, some of the zone coverage, stuff, David. I think that's where he draws the ire of some people. That's where I'll give those criticizers the credit and say, I understand what you're talking about. But I I totally agree with you in that this is the type of player you want on your side when you're in battle deep in, uh, in, in the thick of the playoffs. Well, and that could be some of the zone stuff that they were playing before, where all of a sudden he doesn't see a guy there, so he tries to do more to get it done. And and don't mind me saying, I love his partner who he's got. He's always had a... Um, 
let's say sometimes they put a uh, Bouchard played with him at one point, right? And then so he's always picking up the slack. I'm just telling you, he's solid. Like he gets stuff done. He could run your power play if you want him to, but you're using him on penalty kill, right? And he can do just about anything you want. That guy skates hard. Guys in the league respect him because if they don't, they're going to have to deal with him. Uh, he would fight way more if they would allow him to, but I'm pretty sure they got a leash on him. Uh, so they don't let him play like he wants to play at times, right? Because they can't afford to lose him. Mm-hmm. He, he's a day, like, we talk Hall of Fame, it's early in his career. Like, he's got a long career. You give him, like, he does stuff, man. That guy gets stuff done. He makes mistakes, but he tries to do just a little more than he needs to. But guys don't want to go against him. Uh, they just, uh, so that's a good player if you have that. Uh, people don't worry about going against Bouchard so much. It's his offensive end kind of thing, right? So mm-hmm. he's solid. He's solid. Yeah, appreciate the call, David. And you're getting some praise here, actually, from yeah. Scott on the text line at 780-496-0063. Scott saying Dave knows, and that's because Scott previously texted us saying, love Darnell Nurse without him. Not a contender like we are. People are blind to what he does. It's I- Unbelievable! This will never not be split right down the middle. Sure, but I love the analogy of having him picked first for the road hockey game. Oh yeah, because that paints a picture that <laughs> that lets you know what type of player he is. He's valuable because he can do a lot of different things, wow. and he can. So yes, that's uh, that was a good way of 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 painting the picture for us. Yeah. I thought. The Fizzler's taking a swing at the nether region. Brendan, you're Uh-oh. toe in the party line. Oh, Just like on. a champ, the OEG would be proud. That's from Exactly. Fizzler's, <laughs> always, Fizzler's always keeping Fizzler. me honest. We need a break here, right, Derek? Oh. We should, well, let's take one now. It's 12.54 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Some guests of Oilers now receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris, Chef Altoff, that Oilers now sent you. And hey, don't miss your chance to join an exciting road trip down to Nashville, Tennessee. We've been telling you about it. You're watching the Oilers play the Predators. Package includes nonstop airfare with Flair Airlines, four nights, deluxe hotel, all near the action, uh, lower bowl game tickets, a welcome reception with Bob and special guests as well. You can experience all that Music City USA has to offer this October on the Nashville road trip. Call New West Travel today or go online to newwesttravel.com. You guys make it sound so incredible. I got to get down to the strip there. You do. It is lovely. Everything's, you're, it's so close together. Like everything's close. The rink there, where everywhere you want to go eat or see any type of live entertainment, it's all right there. It's lovely. It's wonderful. And their hockey team's kind of going a different direction. But the Oilers sure aren't. So you're going down there to watch the Orange and Blue play, and you know it's going to be a good performance. We are going to step out. Randy Kilburn has the Global News headlines. And then story time with Cam Moon, Pete Vandermeer, and yours truly when we come back on Oilers Now.